Welcome to Small Talks, where we have small talks about a big God. I'm Krista Walker. Let's talk. Let me ask you a question. If a millionaire writes you a check for $50,000, would you take it to the bank and cash it? Yes, you would. Some of you guys would not hesitate. There would be no doubt in your mind that the check is legit, right? Why? Because of the one who wrote the check. Because of the one who made the promise, right? You trust and expect the money to be there simply because of who the millionaire is. Well, we have a heavenly father who has given us an abundance of promises. Many Christians are not experiencing these blessings and promises, and they're simply sitting around with these uncashed checks, so to speak, because maybe they're not fully convinced of God's character. See, the more we know and understand the character of the one behind the promise, the more we'll experience the abundant life that he has set out for us. I want us to examine one characteristic today, and that is that God is sufficient. How often do we consider this characteristic of God? Our God is sufficient. He is enough. There are a few ways I want you to realize God's sufficiency in your life. First, Jesus was the sufficient sacrifice. See, sin created a separation between God and man. And in the Old Testament, they were ever so reminded about this separation by the repeated animal sacrifices they had to make to atone or apologize for their sins. The Bible says that this old system was not sufficient. Hebrews 10, 3 and 4 says, But those sacrifices are an annual reminder of sins. It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. It wasn't until Jesus came on the scene and fixed what was broken. Hebrews 9.12 says that with his blood, not the blood of goats and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. See, Jesus paid for our past, present, and future sins with his blood. His sacrifice was sufficient. It was enough. But many times we can live our lives as if his sacrifice for our sins was not enough. I want to point to a few ways we do this so that we can guard against it. Your response to sin is a big indication of if you are living as if Jesus' sacrifice is sufficient. Let me tell you what I mean. If you sin and you walk around with the weight of shame and guilt, instead of asking and receiving forgiveness from God, then you are living as though Jesus' sacrifice was not enough. See, shame can be a form of self-punishment. You beat yourself up and you put yourself down. And what you're trying to do in a subtle way is make yourself pay for your wrongdoing or pay for your sins. But what you're trying to accomplish is work that was already done on the cross. The truth of the matter is that, yes, we were guilty before a holy God. But God sent Jesus to bear our guilt. And yes, shame should have weighed us down because of our sins. But Jesus endured a shameful death. He took on the shame so we would not have to. If you belong to Jesus, Paul writes in Romans 8 and 1, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So that means that the punishment, judgment, and separation from God that we deserved because of our sins, it gets taken away through Jesus, his sacrifice was enough. Another reason why we know and can have confidence that Jesus' sacrifice was sufficient 
It's because of the resurrection. See, the resurrection lets us know that God accepted Jesus' death on the cross. Paul said this when he was referring to Jesus in Romans 1, verse 4. Jesus was shown to be the Son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. The scripture is saying that the resurrection proved that Jesus was the Son of God, the perfect sacrifice, the Savior of the world, the one whom the prophets prophesied of. I like to think of it like this. The resurrection is like our receipt. When you go to the store to purchase something, you usually, after your transaction, get a small piece of paper called a receipt to let you know that the means in which you paid for the item was sufficient. The receipt lets you know that your purchase was complete and you had sufficient funds. Well, the resurrection is our tangible proof that the payment for our sins was accepted by God. It was completed. And that's good news, y'all. Here's a question for you. Are you living like you have a living Savior? Now, I'm not sure how you need to respond to this truth. For some of you all, you may need to confess that you've been carrying the weight of your own sin. You've been doing a job that God never intended for you to do. Maybe you have allowed shame and guilt to be a part of your life. And maybe there's another group that simply needs to respond with gratitude. When is the last time you thought about the sacrifice Jesus made on your behalf? And you said, thank you. May the good news of Jesus Christ never become old news. Hey, if you're listening today and you're not sure if you have a relationship with Christ, I want to invite you to start a relationship today. If you believe you are a sinner and you believe Jesus paid for your sins and you believe that he was resurrected, then have a conversation with God about those beliefs. We call that prayer. Apologize for your sins. We call that confession. And ask Jesus to take over your life from this day forward. Click on the link in the notes for a guide to better understand the decision that you made. Now that we've talked about the foundation of God's sufficiency, that he provided the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. In the next devotional, we'll talk about another aspect of God's sufficiency. Talk to you next time as we have small talks about a big God.